Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. On the evening of June 15th, five-year-old Summer Moon Utah Wells went missing from her Tennessee home. She had been planting flowers with her mom and grandma and apparently had gone into the house to play. She has not been seen since. There has been an exhaustive search for her. However, the area that she lives in, Beach Creek, Tennessee, is very rural and rugged, and the search has been very difficult. What may make this case even sadder is that Summer is not the first person to go missing from her family. Her aunt, Rose Bly, an adult, went missing towards the end of August 2009. Though authorities don't think that the cases are related, it's shocking to see this hit a family twice in a row. There has been a lot of speculation about what happened to both Rose and Summer. Katie and Christy lay out this sad and perplexing case. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver and I'm here with my co-anchor, sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Excited to be here. Yeah. So this is our Tuesday case and it's a biggie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a, it's a mountain is what it is. It is. Uh, We're going to we try have, to climb it today, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll probably climb it a few more times, but uh, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to give you the basics of both of these family members' uh, cases so that you guys can, uh, you know, you probably have, you may have been already introduced to this case. I, it was a listener request, actually multiple listener requests, but I want to make something clear from the get-go. Summer's case is brand new. She has only been missing for a month. We will not do a read on this case. We are presenting you with the info and the facts only, and you can do what you want with that. But it's too fresh, too new, and we would never interfere that way. So we won't be reading this case, just to be very, very clear on that. Yeah. All righty. So to start with, we felt like we should back up and start at the beginning and back up to Rose. And yeah. so, Christy, you have the details of Rose's disappearance, so I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Yeah, okay. So, Rose Bly is Summer's aunt. Summer's mom, Candace, and Rose are sisters. And Rose has been missing since 2009. So, let's talk about this a little bit. At the time that she went missing... Uh, she had two children, two small toddlers, and she had uh, been married for a very brief amount of time to a man named Christopher Larson. 
this marriage had been real up and down. And it was sort of, you know, pretty well known that was that it was kind of headed for uh, divorce. Yeah, really. Um, so this was a Friday night. And she had had dinner with her husband and his father. And her husband, Chris Larson, is the last person to have seen her. She said she was going to another, a nearby town called Cushing. Uh, it was only about five miles away. And she was going to have drinks with her cousin. That's what she had told her husband. So, ac according to him. So, she left about 7.30 p.m. And it was a five-mile drive. I mean, it's not that far. Pretty quick. Should have been. Um, unfortunately, later, her cousin said that they didn't know anything about these plans, that this plan had not been made with them. Yeah. Um, and that they did not see Rose on that evening, nor had they ever seen her again. Yeah. Her children were one and two. She was a little tiny gal. She was five feet tall. She weighed 110 pounds. And she was a stay-at-home mom. She had a one-year-old and a two-year-old, man. She was devoted to those kids. That was her whole life. Yeah. So five days after she disappeared, her car was found in um, a parking lot. Quite a ways. It was 15 miles from Cushing where she was supposed to have gone. Yeah. And about 30 miles from where she was living. Uh, it was actually the town where she had um, she had attended high school. Her car didn't really show them anything. It was just sitting in a parking lot. The keys were not in it. No one really saw anything. It was just there. there. There didn't seem to be any evidence in the car. Um, her husband, Chris, did say that he called, she called him that evening to say that she would be home around midnight. Mm -hmm. We have his report of that, and her cell phone does show a call to him. Mm -hmm. He seemed to believe that she just took off on him. Mm -hmm. There'd been... Of, this was a very challenging relationship and there'd been some domestic violence and um, she, he had actually can, talked about filing for divorce a couple of months before she went missing because they had a domestic violence incident. Mm -hmm. He said that she slapped him. She said that he put her in a headlock and slammed her to the ground. She actually ended up with uh, charges yeah. over it. Um. I couldn't see that he did end up with charges over that. At that point, he started divorce, divorce proceedings. And then um, apparently she talked him out of it and he withdrew that petition. But three weeks after her disappearance, he filed for divorce. And he asked for full custody of their children. Mm-hmm. And basically said that she had just run off on them. Uh, she did have a, oh, she did have a bench warrant. This is what she had. 
she had a bench warrant for um, the mis she had a disorderly conduct charge that was part of that um, domestic violence issue. Yeah. Um, she did plead not guilty to that in July, but they did just sort of let it go because she disappeared and never came back. Yeah. Uh, her husband or ex-husband now was given full custody of her children. Um, he really acted like he thought she was going to show back up at some point and just want to waltz right back into their lives. And he was trying to make sure that couldn't happen. He did, or he wanted to give that impression. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, they interviewed her ex-husband, her friends and family. They didn't find anything. Yeah. They didn't find any evidence of her at all. It was as though she had just vanished. Yeah. Her phone didn't really give them much either. Now, of course, this was online, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah. she hadn't been talking on the phone to anybody that was out of the ordinary. No, she hadn't. She hadn't. And her phone did show that call to her husband, although this is 2009, which I think probably they weren't doing GPS back then. So they know the phone made the call, but they don't know from where. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, Rose is just gone. Yeah. And there are very few theories. Mm -hmm. um, he did, her husband did take a polygraph. Uh, after she went missing. Mm -hmm. um, after that, they said he is not a suspect. Mm -hmm. He has continued to live in the same community and raise his two girls. Like, he's yeah. just basically gone on as though she just disappeared. Yeah. Which is yeah. really strange. Her mother has pushed and pushed and pushed authorities to keep looking for her and find yeah. her. Yeah. But it's kind of one of those, well, I mean, she's an adult and adults have the right to disappear if they want to. Right. And that's kind of where it ends. But but that is the excuse used for missing women all the time. Missing yeah. women who just wander away and, mm -hmm. you know, they just abandon their one and two year old. No, mm -hmm. that is not normal behavior for a woman no. in any situation. That is not normal behavior. Not at all. They've basically had three theories. Number one, of course, is that the husband did something to her. Mm -hmm. Number two, that she left town with someone else, that she planned, made a plan to leave the area and take off and, you know, knew he would never let her take the kids and just got out. Yeah. Again, she talked him out of divorce after the domestic incident, and she was a stay-at-home mother with her children. I mean, it's, do you really think that she's the kind of person that would just abandon them? I'm sorry, but no women. It's very rare for a woman to do something like that. It's much less rare for a woman to be thought of as doing that. Yeah. It's almost like she's the victim in this situation, but not really because she's abandoned her children. You know? Totally. Um, the other thought is that she fell victim to some kind of random crime out on the highway. Maybe she tried to help someone and she was abducted. But it just doesn't really feel like that either. No. I mean, why was her car in that parking lot? Right. 
What was that about? So here we have Rose Bly missing without a trace. Mm -hmm. And then we have 11 years later, her niece Summer missing without a trace. The police don't believe that these cases are connected. However, I do want to say that I feel like they show at least some kind of a pattern of the family dynamics in this family in that she had she was experienced domestic abuse there was clearly emotional abuse going on here every time anything happened he just threatened to take the kids from her because yeah. this is classic batterer behavior classic oh, batterer gosh. behavior and you're so broken up about your wife leaving that after 3 weeks you file divorce papers come on yeah. none of this is normal none of it oh no not at all I mean, clearly it was like he just didn't even care. Like he didn't care yeah. what had happened to her. He just wanted those kids and wanted to be in control. And he just. Right. You consider if you went missing tomorrow, who do you think would lead the charge in helping find you? Right. Your spouse. Your spouse. Right. <laughs> not in this case. Luckily, not luckily. I, or I don't know. I guess it doesn't ha- matter that much. But, uh, you know, it's been Rose's mother. Who's pushed yes. and pushed and pushed because he hasn't done a damn thing. No, yeah. he really acts like he just doesn't care at all. Yeah. And has, you know, just made sure that he had control of everything yep. and made it. I, I think that his behavior has really made it look like she just waltzed off with some man and she may try to waltz back in at some point. Yeah. The only evidence of that is what he says in his behavior. Yeah. There's no evidence of that at all, actually. Yeah. That's what's happened to Rose Blind. Yeah. What did? Yeah. Well, let's move on to Summer. So, Summer disappeared in June. On June 15th, she was uh, supposedly planting flowers in the garden with mom and grandma and went in the house and told her brothers that she was going to go downstairs to play. And no one ever saw her again. And so realize this is an extremely rural place where cell phones don't even work a lot of Mm -hmm. the time. Like that's, that's how backwards this place is. Yeah. And so at 630, it was 530 when she, uh, mom thinks she went into the house at 630. uh, They called the police and reported her missing. I believe dad did. Uh, At midnight, they released an endangered child alert. And then just a little after 11 a.m. the next day on June 16th, the uh, Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, uh, which we will be referring to as TBI, uh, they changed the endangered child alert to an Amber Alert. So the very next day. Now, you have to understand, if they're changing it, if they're calling this an Amber Alert, it's because they believe that she has been kidnapped. That's what the Amber Alert is for. So they issue an Amber Alert because they had brought dogs in. And the dogs tracked her scent from the back door of the house all the way down uh, a dog trail in the woods to a road. And that's where her scent ended. Mm -hmm. 
they didn't stop searching the woods. They continued to search the woods for quite a while. But you have to understand what you're dealing with here. The terrain is impossible. Yeah. It's really, really dense and thick and steep in places. And they were out there with search crews and with dogs and doing everything they can to find this precious five-year-old little girl. But they were turning up absolutely nothing. So they really, uh, after several days, they really scaled the search back. There was a rumor on Facebook or on the internet that they were uh, scaling back because uh, they had run out of money to search for her. And the sheriff came back and said, that's absolutely not true. We'll spend whatever it takes, but uh, we're not finding anything. And, This is an extremely dangerous and difficult terrain, Mm -hmm. you know? So basically they're going, we're, we're doing our best, but they also, the cell phone service being so poor also made it really difficult to communicate. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's a really hard situation. Well, and the rumor mill on Facebook is making it way harder. Don't you think? Absolutely. People and their, uh, their outrage, you know, on Facebook, has made it much harder and on the internet in general. Yeah. Yeah. One frustration that the TBI has had is that they haven't had the amount of leads that they expected they would have. They haven't actually had that many. So here's one more look. I mean, mean, you look at where this is, how many people could have even been there to see anything. Right. I believe this is the Smoky Mountain area, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I'm not well-schooled in Tennessee uh, geography, but I believe that's correct. Uh, So at any rate, you know, of course they're still looking. They had searched 680 acres in two days. Imagine that. 680 acres in two days with their team. And that's around that time, a little after that's when they kind of started to scale back because, my God, you know, at any rate, uh, Dad has done a lot of interviews, and he has said things that kind of bothered people, and that's kind of started some of the internet firestorm. Mm-hmm. But uh, three days after she disappeared, he told the Times News, when I got home, I drove to the bottom of the property, and I realized that all my neighbors and stuff were combing the woods looking for her. And I realized right then and there, she was not there. I knew right then and there that she was gone because she would never leave there on her own. Somebody had taken her. So he really started kind of right away with the idea that she had been kidnapped. But of course, you know, the the authorities believed that as well, considering where Mm -hmm. her scent went. Mm -hmm. Now, there was some talk that uh, cadaver dogs had been called out. Then the sheriff said, no, we've. We're not using cadaver dogs. We've been using rescue dogs. Then later on, they did say that, yes, maybe uh, some cadaver dogs had been out and had picked up on nothing at all. So, uh, again, the misinformation has been really strong in this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how it is with a missing child. People just freak out. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to kind of stand back and let law enforcement do their job. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can get all pissed on Facebook all you want, but you're not the one out there searching these woods. Yeah. This is insane. So one week after she disappeared, TBI said they had received 221 tips. 
One thing they were asking neighbors is to, in the area, was to check barns, crawl spaces, anywhere that a child might hide or get lost. Mm -hmm. Because they just literally are getting nothing from the tips that they've got. They've just, they have a vanished child. And, you know, some specialized searches went on, but the huge push for searching at that point was done. On June 23rd, investigators set up a roadblock to stop people and ask them if they had seen anything unusual on the day she disappeared. Part of the problem is that in this area, just getting information to the residents is a little bit uh, iffy because not everybody has the internet. Not everybody, you know, is dialed into the digital world as much as other places. And so they really literally needed to speak to residents face to face and say, Hey, did you know this has happened? Did you see anything? Yeah. It didn't turn off. Didn't turn up much, unfortunately. Uh, so there was one witness that said that they saw a red Toyota pickup. And so TBI has been asking ever since for the dry driver of a red Toyota pickup to come forward Uh they're not being accused of anything. A witness thinks that they may know something, whatever that means. They said it was a 1998 to 2000 maroon or red Toyota Tacoma with a full bed ladder rack along with white buckets in the truck bed. Hmm. Uh, they have not found that truck nor the driver, but that was the one lead that they were kind of poking around at is that they, that person might've seen something. Mm-hmm. So by June 27th, they had really scaled back search operations because it just wasn't turning up anything. Uh, On July 1st, the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Wisconsin said that uh, they were now putting a little more energy into the disappearance of Rose Bly. You know, because... uh, (laughs) <laughs> that it got yeah, everybody wants to know what the hell's going on with that. Yes. Well, and it is a weird thing that they both have disappeared, basically vanished into thin air. Yeah. Like there are, there are some strange similarities and I'm not saying uh-huh. that it's the same perpetrator, but it does feel similar in that she was there and then she wasn't, you know, like, I don't know. It's, that is strange yeah. because they literally had nothing on Rose. Yep. Yep. And, and it's possible it's because they really didn't try very hard. Um, yeah. That that seems pretty likely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, on July 12th, uh, TBI said they had received 935 tips, but that uh, they hadn't really borne any fruit. On July 13th, they said that Shelly Smitherman, she's the assistant special agent in charge, said The frustrating part for law enforcement in this case and for the public is that we will continue to investigate and search for summer. In the public's eye, there may not be as much media attention given to the case, but that does not mean we will stop what we are doing. Uh, She was referring to credible leads and tips and that, uh, you know, they're going to act on anything they get that they can, but they're just really not getting anything useful. Yeah. So... That's kind of where things are at. Summer has blonde hair and blue eyes. Her hair is cropped very close to her head. It sounds like she tried to cut her own hair and Mm -hmm. 
her parents uh, ended up having to shave her head and start over. <laughs> so, yeah. as little ones do sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a rumor that they had cut all of her hair off because she had lice. Her parents said that's not true at all. She just uh, got at it herself. She wanted mm -hmm. it cut short and they didn't do it. And so she went at it herself and cut it off. And so they kind of had to go ahead and just cut it off. Mm -hmm. So, she's three feet tall, she weighs 40 pounds. She was last seen wearing gray pants, a pink shirt, and was possibly barefoot. So that's what we know so far. Mm -hmm. Why are people so upset about this case, besides the fact that a five-year-old has vanished? Mm -hmm. Well, there's some weird stuff with the parents mm -hmm. that people are not, uh, not feeling. And one of those things is that mom and dad both have criminal records and that's really bothering people that uh, there's, you know, whenever a child goes missing, the first thing we do is wonder about the parents, you know, right. and these two do have a criminal record, both of them. And in fact, dad has some pretty recent stuff. So, it looks like dad, just last October, there was a domestic violence incident in the home and he was removed from the home after uh, mom called the police and the police ended up arresting him in his driveway, driving drunk with a pistol in the glove box that he's not allowed to possess because he is a felon for violent crimes. Right. So in the order of protection, Candace, mom wrote, he drinks and throws things. I'm afraid of being hurt. He is physically abusive and mentally towards me. I'm afraid for my children and myself. My mother fears he is going to hurt her because she is staying on her camper on the property. Mm -hmm. So he was actually, they had a restraining order. And then two weeks later, she uh, went to the courts and dropped charges and said that they had reconciled. Yeah. Typical domestic violence pattern there. Yeah. Very typical. Right. And so they did. Uh, he did plead guilty to a possession of a firearm while under the influence. But that was as far as that went. But long before that, he's quite a bit older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. has two adult children that live in Utah. Uh, he has been convicted of multiple violent felonies and served time in prison for convictions involving drugs and burglaries in Arkansas, Utah, and Texas. Mm -hmm. And then in the late 90s and early 2000s, he was back in jail multiple times for parole violations. Well, there'd been some child protection involvement with those older kids. Yes, there's been child protection involvement. Mom, Candace, has a criminal record as well in the state of Wisconsin. And also has a guilty plea on misdemeanor domestic abuse charges in 03. So it's a pretty rough situation. And yes, uh, the child protection has been involved in this family as well. And so, yes, people are concerned and are talking because uh, this seems like a pretty rough deal. It does, but I think we have to be really careful. But because just because these parents have criminal records does not mean they did this. It also doesn't mean they didn't do it. 
Like right. you've got to investigate them, but also investigate everything else too. I think uh-huh. we have to sit back and let the police do their jobs. They're pretty savvy when it comes to these kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. They know that the parents are number one on the list. Absolutely. They can't be the only ones on the list because no. if they can't find anything on the parents, they, they have to be running sort of parallel investigations, one for yeah. outside of the family and one inside of the family. Mm-hmm. It's a huge mistake to choose one or the other at the yeah. beginning, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, dad says that they have had uh, lie detector tests on dad and mom and that they both passed them. Dad had his uh, pretty immediately two days after she went missing and they waited on mom for several more days because she was so upset. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's interesting to note that uh, one of the things that people are really bugged about is mom's behavior. Mm-hmm. She acts really weird. If you go find an interview of her, she's acting very strange. Uh, people have been, you know, kind of wondering, is she a drug addict? Is she drinking? Is this whatever? Uh, neighbors have said, no, this is her. This is how she always acts. It's, there's nothing new about this. Mm-hmm. Dad says she's not on any kind of medication, but her bizarre uh, kind of out of it loopy behavior has really made people wonder what in the well, world is going on. She may have had a drug problem in the past that has given her some long-term effects. I wondered about that because she does she, seem off. She could be very much in shock. I mean, you can't, yeah. you can't discount the trauma of this mm-hmm. in how it affects mom's behavior and dad's behavior. You, yeah. you just can't. No. And uh, you know, Okay, so mom's acting weird. Does that yeah. mean she did it? No. Does it mean no. she didn't do it? No. <laughs> you know, like we have right. to be careful and not jump to conclusions based mm-hmm. on one element of anything. Yeah. Because yeah. things are always much more complicated than we think, you know. Well, I think for Oh, go ahead. You, oh, you got to think of with Candace, she's been through the trauma of her sister vanishing. And yeah. now her daughter and her She's sister never came back. Already done this, yeah, yeah. And her sister is still missing. Yeah, yeah. I the the trauma of that has got to be really, really hitting her. And so I would just be a little bit kind to her mm-hmm. that you don't know, you don't know what this woman has been through. No, Dad has Facebooked too much. Probably he's put a lot of mm-hmm. things out there that. Uh, he should probably stop because people kind of a blowhard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, you know, that that's who he is. That's his personality. Does that mean he did it? No, no, he didn't do it. No, you know, but, but, but yeah. yeah, he said uh, just recently that he believes that she is dead. That statistically he doesn't think it's possible that she's still alive and that he'll see her in the resurrection. Mm-hmm. They, they go to a church that I'm not sure it's, I've tried to figure out which church it is. It looks like it's kind of a born again kind of church. Mm-hmm. He's actually from Provo, Utah, or lived in Provo for quite a while. I know. I was which, very curious. I thought I, maybe he was a Mormon, but. Me too. And I dug and dug to see if he, uh, if this was actually uh, an LDS church, because they talk about church a lot. I can't find any evidence that it is. And the stuff he says sounds more like a born-again Christian than it does an LDS person. Yeah. So I don't think that that's true. But um, 
a lot of YouTubers have taken a really deep dive into the family. You know, there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of looking. So I'm going to say this. If you want to dive deeper into this, go there. Uh, there's a really, really extensive Reddit thread or, or Reddit. Uh, is it called the thread? You know, about Summer Wells. You can search for that. I've been I've spent so many hours down the rabbit hole of this case already. And a lot of it, I just didn't feel like it was worth reporting. A lot of things aren't really corroborated. So we're tons we're of it is speculation. Yeah. And guessing. And we yeah, we don't want to share. We're, we're going to share the facts. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to share all the speculation because it doesn't help this situation at all. One thing that happened is that people discovered that there is a Don Wells from Utah that is a convicted sex offender. It's not this Don Wells. It's his son. He, his adult son is a convicted sex offender. But okay. that had people very stirred up thinking that he's a convicted sex offender. He's He is, to the best of our knowledge, he's not. But his son is. Mm -hmm. But he's in Utah. He's not in Tennessee. Right. Uh, Dad also alibied with work that he was at work when she disappeared and he was at work for a while after she disappeared. It seems to me that the Tennessee Bureau of Investigations is on top of it, that they are working their tails off to figure this case out and to find this little girl and that they are taking a hard look at all of the evidence and all of the stuff with this family. Of course they are. And I think we just, uh, you know, we we let them do it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. We let them do it. And yes, of course we can watch, but let's... Let's yeah. not get involved in the rumor mill and the and the piling on and attacking people that happens sometimes in social media and cases like this. It's just it's not okay. No, and it's not helpful. So at any no. rate, that's kind of where we stand on it. I know a lot of you guys have asked us to take a look at this case, and so we mm -hmm. have this is where it's at. So as of today, summer is still missing. Uh the TBI, maybe they have some great credible leads at this point. If they do, they're not saying so. No. There seems to really be nothing. Uh, however, it has, of course, uh, in the area that Rose went missing, it has also energized her case. So we're hoping. So our, our uh, thoughts go out to their family. I really mm -hmm. I was thinking so much, not just about Candace and what she's lost, but also grandma. Yeah. Who's she, also Candace. Yeah. 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 Yeah, grandma that, uh, you know, Rose is gone and now her granddaughter's gone too. Yeah. yeah. I know that's, that's, I can't, I cannot fathom having a family member disappear in your 10 years, 11 years later, and they're still not back. That's just yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yep. A lot happening here. So there it is. Is there anything else to say or did we cover it? I think we got it. I think we got it. Uh, yeah, I think we got it. I think that it's important to note that we don't read these cases for multiple reasons, one of which no yeah. one has been charged or, um, you know, convicted of anything. And we have to be careful. We can't we can't do what's called, you know, libel or slander. Um, also, we do not like to predict um, outcomes of cases that are so new. Because that can be really unkind to family members. Older cases, cases that have been around a long time, that's one thing. But yeah. new cases, no, we don't do that. 
No, it feels very much like the wrong thing to do. So, yep. Well, that is it. So this is our Tuesday case. We'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday with another look, a new look into a huge document dump that just um, hit the media from uh, Arizona regarding the Vallow case. There's some pretty interesting gems there. There's some stuff there that we'll do our best to interpret. You know, that's a lot of the religious speak, spirit, spirit speak ish, you yeah. know, Chad speak. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Just a clarification be... of some timelines that I think. Yes. Powerful, really powerful. Mm -hmm. To For start sure. seeing this stuff in the order that it happened is. Yeah. It's pretty mind boggling really. It is seeing it all laid out. It's definitely helping everyone, I think, to put their heads together and around this case a little bit better. Mm -hmm. So we'll be back with that tomorrow. And then, of course, we'll be back Wednesday night for case updates. There is a small update uh, out of Georgia, the case mm -hmm. that we reported on a couple of weeks ago. This is the uh, shooting deaths of the sister and sister-in-law. There is a small case update there with some mm -hmm. mystery <laughs> and some other things as well. Then, yeah. of course, we'll be back Thursday night for the Psychic Hour at 7 p.m. Mountain. So lots more to come this week. So be sure to like, subscribe, and share if you like what you're seeing. Uh, and thanks, you guys, so much for being here. Also, keep an eye on Patreon. We have a brand new Patreon out. It is all about murderabilia. It is a conversation between Christy, myself, and my son, Micah, who yeah. uh, is a criminology minor and psych major in college. And he's had a lot of criminology classes and had some thoughts on murderabilia. So that was a really fun conversation. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what's up. You guys, thank you so much for being here. This has been yet another production of True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Take care. Mm -hmm.